Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Yes, it is Zach and Dom here. And look, I just want to apologise off the bat tonight, Zach, if my performance is not up to standard on the show. I am suffering some form of uh, chocolate hangover, I think is probably the appropriate way to put it. After the Easter long weekend, Dom, do you feel like you overindulged? Oh, man, I've made some bad decisions. And I know that most shows today coming back from the long weekend have said, yes, we had a lot of chocolate, we're all a little bit chocolate hungover, but I think they're exaggerating. I'm really struggling. What level? Are we talking? Poor. Oh, look, you. I might stop by the emergency room on my way home. I'm in quite a bad way. Zach. And you think it's because <laughs> of the X? Uh, well, I polished off a whole Easter bunny on the drive in this after uh, tonight. <laughs> even. Yeah, just another one. What I size? didn't need it. Uh, like the full size, the larger size. And the thing is, this is not an abnormal. Like that's quite small compared to the weekend I've had. I've just been pushing through chocolate at an unhealthy rate. <laughs> okay. Um, Do you know how much chocolate I had? Yeah. I had one small Easter bunny. <laughs> Not on the way in. Yeah, right. Just over the whole weekend. Really? Yeah. Um, Just to show the comparison. Well, I I mean, both are at extremes. (laughs) I think mine is less than what most people would eat. Yeah. And yours, Dom. Um... Maybe a new record. Uh, look, I just like to think that maybe I made up for you and then some. That's what I'm I'm done. looking forward to hearing your whole list, actually. Look, I, I have put together a bit of a, uh, I guess you could say a reflection, a diary of the chocolate I ate over the weekend. And um, look, after I play it to you later in the show, like, I'm hopeful that maybe you can tell me whether or not you think I should, uh, should seek further medical advice. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Dom's Google history. Dom, I think you can learn a lot about someone by their internet search history. That's why each week I mm. go through all your Google searches. I pick out my three favourite things you've Googled. Yep. And you have to explain to the people of the country why you Googled what you Googled. Chocolate's been on my mind a lot the past uh, few days, so I'm keen to see if that pops up in any searches. One is chocolate related. <laughs> okay, I thought it might have been. <laughs> uh, the first thing you Googled, Dom, Wednesday at 8.56pm, what will happen if I don't eat vegetables? <laughs> Right, okay. Preparing for the uh, Easter long weekend, I assume. (laughs) Well, my thinking was, right, they always say get your five and two. But, but like, like that's general life advice. Get your five and two, right? You don't want to miss out on your five and two. Right. But what happens if you miss out on your five and two? Uh, like you're not you're gonna, unhealthy. You're not going to die. Well, like, you will eventually. <laughs> well, everyone's going to die eventually. But the sooner po- <laughs> than you would have if you I didn't guess, have your two and five. I don't know. I guess it just occurred to me that I had been punishing myself to vegetables my whole lifetime, and I don't know why. Because I, I did some research into it. Basically, you give up vegetables and be kind of okay. I don't think so. Uh, okay, well, they did say there'd be significant health problems in your 40s and 50s, but you'd be okay until then. Is that until what you then. define as kind of okay? I was like, well, I don't have to deal with that for like 20 more years, so I think that's okay. I'd have a good few decades. <laughs> anyway, no. I, so I'm... how much veggies did you have on the weekend? Oh, none. <laughs> Although I did have those lint uh, carrots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they count. They do not count. (laughs) All right. right, Well, that dovetails into the next Google search. Tuesday at 7.20 p.m. When does the Easter Bunny deliver eggs? (laughs) Right. Okay. What do you mean? Well, you know, when I was just thinking about this, we all know Santa delivers the presents overnight when it's Christmas time, right? Santa's sleigh delivers the presents overnight. Sure. 
in mythology in the, the stories. Yeah. I was wondering, if, when is the Easter Bunny meant to do the, the egg drop-off? Like, is there a, a special time that the Easter Bunny okay. drops so off the eggs? So was this just general knowledge, or were you at the front of out your kitchen window, <laughs> through the blinds, just being like, he should be here by now, <laughs> having your basket there ready to fill up? No, I just, I've always wondered if there was like a, a time the Easter Bunny's meant to arrive. Overnight. Well, it turns out there's uh, Easter Bunny trackers out there yeah. that you can like, similar to the Santa trackers, it tells you where he is in the world. Mm, I'm sure that's an accurate technology. <laughs> well, that's how I spent my uh, early hours of my Sunday morning, so shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and the last thing you Googled, uh, Dom, was Tuesday at 5.50pm. Am I more powerful when it's a full moon? <laughs> Uh, your werewolf? Is <laughs> something you're not telling us? Well, you know, it was a full moon last week. And you're feeling and, a little well, bit more powerful. No, the, the person who sold me tea at the tea shop mm. told me that apparently the full moon has impact on the human body mm. and that it can make you, you know, you can make you more, more strong and more Were powerful. Were you feeling stronger last week? Uh, you know what? What? It probably balanced out because you weren't eating veggies, but it was full moon. <laughs> So you're feeling bad because of the veggies, but the moon compensated for it. It turns out, no, look, all the research I could find said there's no medical proof that it does give you superpowers or make you stronger. However, I've got to be honest. No, no, no. That that ends there, that (laughs) sentence. After there's no medical proof. No, no, no. Then that's the end of the search. I'm just saying I did feel something a little bit different Tuesday night. (laughs) And I don't know. Maybe I've got superpowers now, Zach. That's all I'm saying. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, a bit of a devastating story out of Queensland overnight Mm. uh, where a family, instead of waking up to Easter eggs on Easter Sunday, they woke up. There's something else left by the Easter Bunny. Yes. A note to the children. And look, this is, you've probably seen the story going around. It's one of the more heartbreaking stories of the Easter weekend. Uh, here's the letter from the Easter Bunny to these kids. Yep. Dear Holly, Jake and Zach, I'm writing to you to let you know that this year I've decided you are on my naughty list. Mm. And I'm not bringing you any Easter eggs or gifts because I've been watching carefully and you have been very naughty. Now, can I just jump in at this point and say mm-hmm. my understanding was that it was Santa who had the naughty and nice list. I didn't know the Easter Bunny's eggs were dependent on well, your behavior. They cover it later on in oh, the letter. They? Okay. They say <laughs> the Easter Bunny says that um, he or she mm. has rung Santa. Yep. And told him to keep them on the naughty list unless the behavior changes. So it seems like the list is on one of those Google documents <laughs> right. that everybody can see. They pass it around. I'm sure the Tooth Fairy's on it occasionally, just popping in to see what's going on. Yeah, fair enough. They've all got a, a shared file uh, when they log into that. It, look, it, it would be hard when you're a kid to wake up on Easter Sunday morning because you all week are getting ready for, for chocolate. Do you mm. know what I mean? All week you're ready for the chocolate, and then it's just gone because the Easter Bunnies uh, decided to have some standards all of a sudden. Now, obviously, mm. uh, in inverted commas, uh, their parents have had a heavy hand in this letter. <laughs> they uh, have played a big task in passing the letter on from the Easter Bunny to the kids. Are you saying the Easter Bunny has not acted alone in this instance? I don't think so. Yeah. I think um, the parents had a lot to do with it. Yep. I'm not saying that the Easter Bunny... Uh, I would never say the Easter Bunny doesn't exist or that the Easter Bunny um, wasn't able to write letters to kids, but I do think the parents gave them a big helping hand. Sure. And um, we wanted to know on 131060, when have your parents lied to you? (laughs) You kind of lose, loses the delicate touch then, doesn't it? When you jump straight (laughs) into that. I know. Um, You know, I've had an interesting childhood in terms of some of the, I guess you could say some of the ways my parents have cushioned me from reality. That's probably a fair way to put it. I was telling you before the show, Zach, that for some, and I would say probably months, maybe years there, 
um, when I was quite scared of dying, my parents told me I didn't have to die. They said, you were the yeah. one. <laughs> I was the one. They're like, oh, no, that, that won't happen to you. And you were just like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm not going to die. I'm immortal. Yeah. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> and you're telling kids around the schoolyard. Funnily enough, it didn't lead you to any risk-taking behaviour. Like, you didn't try to jump That's off true. any roofs. Well, I, I kind of thought, you know, I've been given this gift. Let's not be an idiot with it. Yeah, right. I, d- I do remember once in class, this was in grade four, I think, uh, when one of the teachers started talking about death and, and how things die. I think I did put my hand up and say, I'm not dying. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided. I've given it a lot of thought. And I don't think I'll be doing the dying thing. <laughs> well, he was just like, all right, fair enough then. And just moved straight on. <laughs> Which would indicate this happens a, a little bit. Uh, look, thirteen ten sixty. Uh, what did your parents lie to you about, Zach? Maybe something that, to try to cushion you from the harshness of the real world. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things around, you know, Easter and Christmas. Yes, but also uh, maybe around the bigger things in life that Absolutely. you were too young to know about. <laughs> yes, exactly. So they just made up a few fibs. Karen's in Brisbane. Karen, uh, did your parents lie to you? They did, but it, it's actually kind of sweet why they did. Okay, what was it? Um, so when I was little, I was really badly bullied and I had nobody show up for my sixth birthday party. Okay. That's sad. And, <laughs> and I, know the told... feel, I know the feelings, Karen. I'm just, <laughs> my mind past coming back as well here. <laughs> and they told me that the postman lost the invites in the mail. Oh, that's So sweet. my, my dad worked at Australia Post. Right. So I wrote a letter to the postman. And my dad took it to work with him and he got he passed it on to somebody else who wrote me back saying, we're really, really sorry. We lost all your invites. Oh, that's oh, so see, sweet. That's, that's exactly how you should cover that situation. Although, Karen, I need to know, did it give you a lifelong vengeance towards Australia Post? <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> yes. Understandably yes, exactly. so. She's in the, you know, <laughs> post office yelling at him. <laughs> Just waits every day for the postman to arrive, peeks <laughs> through the, the shutters. Uh, Robbie's in Sydney. Robbie, did your parents lie to you? Yeah, so my parents led me to believe that the tooth fairy would leave um, money under any pillow that had a tooth in it. So I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, my cousins used to keep all the teeth of their children, and I, I saw it one one Christmas and stole the tooth, <laughs> and um, and they'd left all the teeth under the pillows in my house, hoping to have a. Good old cash-in day. Oh, this is like uh, a, that, that early scene in Ocean's Eleven when they realised yeah. they could just make a fortune if they, they gained the system like this, Robbie. You're probably already thinking, you'd spent the money in your head, hadn't you? Oh, man, I was, I was cashing in. I was like, I'm the smartest person in the world. Yeah. And then also thought I'd call up some dentists, see if they'd always... <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, I had a bit of a bizarre experience at an Airbnb over the long weekend. Mm. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on it. I went to like, it was kind of like a farm. I mean, it was in the country. It was on a dirt road. They had chickens that laid eggs. They had like a veggie patch that you could pick your veggies at. But I never know with these farm stays. There's two types of farm stays. There's the actual one where Mm. you like, you know, you milk the cows and you live a rustic lifestyle. And then there's the farm stays, which are based on a farm, but you know, they've got a nice spa bath. Yeah, this one was much more... Of the second option. Okay, right. On farm stays, though, for a moment, yep. don't you think it's weird? Because, like, what they are are, like, city people going to experience a farmer's life. Yes. But you don't really hear of the reverse. <laughs> you, don't, you don't hear of an office day. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, there's That's no so farmers true. coming in to learn how to do sales reports. <laughs> On the, you know, long weekends. <laughs> you, get, you get taught like an Excel tutorial or something where you, <laughs> you get to relax and unwind. Yeah, so this one was more of like, you know, the hobby kind of thing. Okay, and, right. it, you yeah. know, it's an Airbnb, so the usual setup is um, 
you book the house. Mm. There's no one in it for the weekend. <laughs> yep. And you have a great time as if it's a hotel. All right. So you went, who'd you go with? Your, your wife? A group and, of friends. Yep. Well. And uh, on arrival, yep. it was told to us that instead of the people who own the house leaving for the weekend, <laughs> oh no, it's all cool. There's nothing weird. There's nothing fun. Uh, there's nothing weird about this. <laughs> um, they were going to set up a tent and camp in the backyard. <laughs> Well, I mean, instantly you feel like you've evicted them. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you think that's weird or not? Very weird. I mean, I do know that you can book Airbnbs where you like might have a room in a house that people are living in. No, this in was like entire like that. house. That's, yeah, I right. guess technically I think it's you click entire house, not entire property. <laughs> and they've <laughs> got us on a technicality on that. <laughs> but you, know, you, you certainly do expect when you've booked an entire house on Airbnb mm. that you do have the property. You expect that you're not going to see the owners apart from the key pick up and drop yes, off. Yes, exactly. And so, I mean, it was a fairly... <laughs> big property yep. and it's like in a valley yep. and so the house is up on the hill with a big balcony right. and they were down the bottom of the hill <laughs> and so it's a weird feeling sitting on their couches on their balcony yes. drinking coffee out of their mugs <laughs> while they're at the bottom of the hill around the campfire <laughs> it's almost like you've conquered the house do you know what I mean like you've taken over and pushed them out I just feel like it's kind of like getting Uber Eats <laughs> and the driver <laughs> eating some of your fries on the way over it's like no this isn't what I'm paying for this is Collective Now with Zach and Dom. Check us out on Facebook. If you search for Collective Noun, you'll find us there. While you're there, you can check out a new video we have put up this evening, Dom. Mm. Uh, Things Never Said by Uni Students. <laughs> yes, yep. Please go check it out. Uh, mm. Dom, there's something in the comments section that uh, I want to run by you to see <laughs> the fact check. Okay, no, fair enough. Uh, what, what, what's been commented? Uh, there was a comment from, I'm sure, a lovely lady named Carrie. Yeah. Who says, the second guy in this which is you, Dom, mm. looks like the guy who asked me which shampoo he should buy <laughs> when I was in Woolies the other day. What? Oh, geez. Have you, think back, have you been in Woolies lately in the I, last couple of weeks and did you ask someone? Uh, I can tell you I bought shampoo at Woolies on Saturday. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I don't remember asking, but I, I have do. Have a think. Did you talk to anyone in that aisle? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Because I was, so I've never bought my own shampoo before. Normally it's uh, my parents buy the shampoo and conditioner. And I found, did you know that there's two in one? You can buy shampoo and conditioner in the same bottle? Yeah. So I said, well, I didn't know that. And I was uh, there was this woman next to me and I pulled it out and I said, did you know you can get, <laughs> did you know you can get shampoo and conditioner in the one bottle? You know at bars and stuff, how they'll pay good looking girls to spruik certain alcohols. She would have thought, man, Pantene. <laughs> Are going to extreme lengths to get me to buy this. Well, it was interesting because this woman, like, I, I was. It was more just because I wanted to express my excitement to somebody in the aisle that I that I turned to her. But she just looked at me and said, "They've been doing that for years." I think that's how it was before they split it up. <laughs> and anyway, she went on her way. Is that who this was? Um, I'm not sure, Dom. But we need to stress: this yeah. person doesn't know that you're on the radio. Mm. Doesn't know that you usually do videos or anything like that. It's yes. not someone who knows you at all. <laughs> yeah. They've seen in their <laughs> Facebook feed. <laughs> this video come up and go, is that that weird guy that came up to me at Woolies? <laughs> you're stalking her and you don't even know. <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Noun's Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight, Donald Trump entered an Easter egg hunt with children. I don't know if we're going to be successful, but I've seen those kids and they're highly, highly competitive. That I can tell you. Also, Harry Styles stole Easter eggs off a child. She cried a couple of times, which was good. 
Um, I think that was good. And Pauline Hanson wanted to see Beyonce at Coachella. I was really looking forward to it. That was going to be fantastic. But anyway, it's not the case. It's all been cancelled. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. We're handing the reins over to Dom. This is Freedom. That's right, Dom. It's your favourite time of the week. Oh, it's yeah. where you get to run free. Yes. We have a very democratic process on this radio show. There's you, me, and our producer, Michael. We all get even say. However, mm. in this segment, no one can veto any of your ideas. Whatever you want to do goes. It's me unfiltered, which I think is uh... the name of your book, isn't it? <laughs> Well, that's it. Basically, you let me do the ideas I've always wanted to do and have been allowed to. And I, I've got to say, what we're doing tonight, I first pitched at you in November last year. This is how long I've been sitting on this, what I think, nugget of gold. Yeah, you've been wanting to do this one for a while. <laughs> and I'm glad that we have an outlet for you yep. because the radio people, our producer Michael, yep. um, and I'm going to be honest, I was on board with uh, on their side as well. <laughs> He said, uh, I don't think we're going to do this one. Well, here's what I need to know first off. 131060, do you think you have an unusual name? Maybe you've got a name that uh, nobody you know shares that name. Mm. Or you've never met anybody else with your name. I need to hear from these people with unusual names. How rare do you want? As rare as we can get. Do you know another Dom? Uh, yes, I went to school. Okay, so you dogs. want rarer than that? Rarer than that. Maybe maybe you've got a name and you've never personally met somebody else who has your name. My sister's name is Claudette. Have you ever met another Claudette? No, I haven't. There we go. Well, maybe we, Would if, that be rare enough? If nobody calls, would you let me call your sister and get her on? <laughs> uh, she's a young mum. I don't know. <laughs> Quarter past 11. Well, because, you know, this is the segment I really want to do and we do need an unusual name for it to work and the phone lines are pretty dead right now. So I really need the help of Australia to get behind okay. this. What do you want? Well, here's the idea, Zach. Um... Do you know how the the World Wildlife Fund, the WWF, they've got a list of endangered animals, right? So all the animals out there that are are currently listed as endangered. Mm. What I thought would be really helpful for us to have in the world is an endangered names list. Mm. Just like that. A list of the names that maybe are at risk of dying out. Maybe they're names that that nobody's having at the moment. I just think it'd be helpful if we could know what names we need to preserve. What's your scientific process here? (laughs) And um, it's dubious to ask because... (laughs) I'm not sure if know. you've uh, thought this through all the way. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't aware I was going to need one of them, to be honest. Well, what's your idea? How I, are you going to prove yeah. that it's endangered? Well, here's what I'm thinking, right, is hopefully very shortly we'll have someone who has a, a what I would classify as a potentially endangered name. And then once we have that name, let's say it's Alfred, right? Mm-hmm. We throw that to the country and say, hey, have you ever met somebody or do you know somebody with this name? Mm. If someone calls up, it's not endangered. If nobody calls... Add it to the list. Oh, okay. Now, c- can I just ask for your general thoughts? How often does a good idea need that much of an explanation? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they say the great ideas yeah. are explained easily, don't they? <laughs> yeah, well, you normally We're on so. about page five of this idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look, we do have someone with an unusual name on the line. And I've got to say, the way our producer Michael has written it, I think it's quite unusual. Uh, can you just pronounce your name? Is it Arant- Aranta? It's Arantia. A rancher. A rancher. A, a rancher. Yeah. How do you spell a rancher? Um, it's spelled A R A N T X A. Yeah, no, our producer spelled it right. 
<laughs> I was thinking that X didn't belong there, but no, a rancher. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well. Okay, well, do we get uh, the clock going on the endangered names list, Dom? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Is a rancher, I don't know, Michael, is a rancher too much of an unusual name? No, I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is what you wanted. Yes. It's exactly what you wanted. <laughs> and now you're backing out of it. I'm just saying. You was... ask for unusual names. You get an unusual name. Okay, well, a rancher, you've never met or heard of another rancher? Um. I was named after a tennis player, but she's Spanish. I have never met another Arancha in Australia. And according okay. to Facebook, which is pretty accurate, yep. um, there aren't any other Aranchas. <laughs> well, how do you think this segment's going to go then, Arancha? <laughs> that's what you asked for. That's okay. exactly what you asked for. Okay, a rare true. name. We've got a rare name. We've got a rare it name. It is a name. <laughs> it is a name. All right, well, here's what we'll do then. 131060. I'm going to go to a song, Zach. Uh, Arancha, please do hang on the line. I want to know, Australia, have you ever heard of, met, uh, known a rancher in your life? Will we accept different spelling or does it have to be this spelling, you reckon? <laughs> uh, it's your game. I okay. don't know. <laughs> Just uh, have you heard of an arancha? Give us a call. And if nobody does call for this arancha, after this, how, how would you feel if your name was on the endangered names list? Would that be flattering? I'd love it. That'd You'd be love great. It? There okay. you go, dog. We'll go to a song. Thirteen ten sixty. Have you met an arancha? We're starting the endangered names list. I think next time you need to get the rules a little better (laughs) fleshed out. We're handing the reins over to Dom. This is Freedom. This is Dom's favourite time of the week where he can pitch whatever idea he wants and no one else in the team is allowed to veto it. (laughs) They just have to go with it. And uh, look, this week, Zach, similar to how the WWF has that list of endangered animals, endangered species out there, I wanted to put together a list of endangered names. Mm. Uh, Basically, I thought, wouldn't it be great if we knew the names that maybe were at risk that we had to preserve and protect so they stayed on? And you came up with the very scientific (laughs) process of asking for a rare name on 131060, Mm. then arguing with the person (laughs) whether their name was too rare for the segment. Well, I I didn't want something that that nobody else was called, Um, but we did get a rancher calling up. Uh, Hello again, a rancher. Can you just spell your name again for people who might have missed it before? Hi, um, it's A-R-A-N-T-X-A. Arantxa, do you have a lot of problems at like Starbucks and coffee shops when you say what your name is? All the time. I usually either make up a name or I use my partner's name. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, there's not a lot of names out there with X in them, are there? I mean, they stuff up a lot of the time Marks and Mm. Toms and Sally's. (laughs) I don't know how they're going with a rancher. So, look, here's how I I thought this would work, Zach. I thought uh, we'd ask the whole country, 131060, do you know an rancher? Have you met an rancher before? Or hopefully, are you an rancher? If you're an rancher as well. And and if no ranchers happen to exist anywhere else in the country, then we can officially write this down as an endangered name. <laughs> okay, cool. How's this going so far? Going yeah, well? good, going good. Um, I think I'm covering it all. Uh, we've got Emma in Melbourne. Emma, uh, have you come across an Arantia before spelt that way? I actually have, so surprisingly not endangered. There you go, Doc. Hold on, Emma. So uh, can I just ask, what? how did you know this Arantia? Was it like a, a former workmate, something like that? No, no, no. I went to primary school with her. She was a couple of years younger than me. Okay. I mean, there is a possibility that we haven't yet discussed here, which is that it's the same Arantia. Right. So it's, it's like when Arantia. someone sees the Tasmanian tiger. <laughs> That's it. And then they got to figure out if a couple of people see it, is it the same one or yeah. are there a few still around? Uh, Emma, what part of the country did you go to primary school in? Croydon South. Uh, Arantia, is that where you went to primary school? I went to primary school on the Gold Coast. Okay. <laughs> on the Gold Coast. Can Not I ask exactly a question, the same place. Yes. Um, we've got a couple of 
phone calls mm. lined up on this board. Are you yep. planning to? <laughs> are you planning to ask everyone as many well, questions? Because yeah. it could be a long night. I'm just saying. So far, we have two confirmed ranches. How many before it's no longer an endangered name? It's your game. Good call. You've uh, got to think through these rules before you come up with it. Uh, Bailey is in Warwick. Bailey, you know an rancher as well. What's your connection? Uh, my auntie rancher. And she's, in all fairness, though, she's Spanish. She's from Spain. Okay. All right. So it's a Spanish name, we're thinking. It's spelt different, did you say? Yeah, it is. It's spelt with a... No, that doesn't count. Sorry, Bailey. (laughs) We're after the same spelling. That that continues to be... But Bailey, in in the setup, Dom, you said that that was a lad, didn't you? Did I? I've really lost track of what I was saying and haven't been saying. (laughs) This is why we don't let you run the game. (laughs) Well, let's uh, let's go one more person. Ashley in Rockhampton. Ashley, you know in a rancher, uh, what's the connection? We went to high school together. Okay, where'd you go to high school, Ashley? Um, at the Sunshine Coast, Mountain Creek. Oh, a rancher. That sounds like we're talking southeast Queensland. Was that uh, was that where you went to high school, a rancher? That was where I went to high school. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> well, do you remember an Ashley a rancher? Well, that's Ashley's last name. I went to school with about 400 students in my grade. Okay, so. right. Well, I think we just had a mini high school reunion. Yeah, Isn't that we've fun? changed now, Dom. <laughs> now we're broadcasting high school reunions on the air. That's going to be free, Dom, next week. <laughs> that's not a bad idea, actually. Everyone uh, from the Mountain Creek High School, <laughs> yep. class of 2006, give us a call now. I'm, I'm writing that down. That is a great idea. But, okay, well, look, here's what we can confirm then, Zach. We can confirm that we've had two confirmed Arantia sightings. Yep. By the rules I have come up with just now, <laughs> that means that I'm sorry, Arantia, but Arantia does not make it onto the endangered names list. I hope you're not too crushed by that. I'm devastated, but I'll, I'll survive, I think. Yeah. My question is, yes. how rare does a name have to be if it's going to be on the list? Because I've, I've never heard of a rarer name. <laughs> Well, now I'm reconsidering. Maybe it isn't. <laughs> it's a no. short list. Uh, look, no, I'm just. It, it, there can only be one in the country. One in the country, or it's not a rare name. That's okay, my rule. that's the rules. It's so, tough but fair. Uh, the endangered names list started tonight with zero. <laughs> it ends with zero people on it. But a ranch is the closest we've gotten so far. Mm. How easy do you think this has been to follow? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anyone's still listening. <laughs> This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Now, Dom, this is a story we've all been following. Uh, mm. Your dream to become a journalist, to have your own column. Yes. You put it out into the universe, and so far, so good. It's coming to fruition. Well, to my great surprise, after saying that I'd love to write a newspaper column last week, uh, we got a, we heard from Taylor from the Childers Chit Chat, which obviously everyone would know is the best newspaper in Childers uh, regional Queensland. And she said, you know what? You want a column? You got a column. Now, there's a lot of things we need to do before you become a colonist, Dom. Absolutely. Uh, we need to find out about Childers the Town. Yes. We need you to figure out what the name of your column is going to be. We've got to figure true. out what you have to write. It seems like there's so many things, Dom, but there's one thing we need to do before all of that. It's something I've discovered about journalism, about journalists that's exciting, it's new, uh-huh. it's edgy, it's breaking news, which is what journalists like. Yep. It's something I've discovered that once you hear it, Dom, anyone in the country can become well, a journalist. Can I just say, I did uh, unsuccessfully study journalism at university for a mm. few years. I, I'm surprised they didn't teach us in any of the classes. I haven't heard about this secret trick. Okay, well, I've prepared some music. <laughs> okay. And um, I have a few words about this <laughs> magical thing. Yep. Ha-hum. Dom. Yes. Batman has his cape. The planeteers have their rings. Yep. 
Australian cricketers have their baggy greens. All mythical things with mythical powers. But there's a legend of a hat that's more powerful than them all. A hat so powerful that when it's put on, that person becomes the world's greatest journalist. Yep. A hat that would volunteer as tribute. A hat more powerful than the Force in Star Wars. A hat that would kill Voldemort. And a hat that was forged in the fires of Mordor itself. Dom, excitedly, in studio tonight, Oh wow! I have for you that magical, mythical, legendary, (laughs) beautiful hat. I think I know where you're going with this. Here it is, mate. Oh, my gosh. You pop this on your head. Oh, my gosh. Zach is presenting me with a fedora with the word press in a piece of paper inserted into it, like in every cliched movie from the 1950s. Okay, well, you put that on backwards. Uh, so it's I? not a good start. <laughs> what do you mean I put it on backwards? The point goes to the front. But have you never seen one of these hats worn before? But should, isn't the press bit meant to be at the front? No, it's on the side. Is it? Okay. Right. I've lost the Oh, no. Now the press thing's (laughs) fallen out. Did you hear the music, Dom? Did you hear how epic this was meant to be? Hang on a second. I'm putting the the press thing back in the ribbon of the hat. You've been handed your wand in Harry Potter (laughs) and you've broken it. You've dropped it straight away. I'm I'm ready to put the hat on now. You ready to to see the transformation? Here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, my goodness, Dom. (laughs) I have another musical sting there to play. He's done it, ladies and gentlemen. He's become a journalist. Oh. Oh, Do you feel Zach. the powers coming over here? I'm feeling sources. I'm feeling exclusives. I'm feeling breaking news. Now, I think the oh, previous... This is, this is so much... Um, all the journalists of the of history are channeling into me. Now, I think the previous owner of that hat may have had a smaller head than you because it does look <laughs> like you've just put a thimble on your head. I've got headphones on. There we go. Oh, it is still quite small. <laughs> Am I the largest headed journalist of all time, maybe? That's great, though. All oh, the more wow. room for breaking news. This is incredible. What can I say? Uh, what else can I say now? I can walk into any place in the world with this on, and I'll just be given exclusive. Turn on the side a little bit so I can see the press um, words. There there, there yeah, that's go. perfect, mate. You that's look good. exactly like a journalist. Oh. And now, by the way, you have to wear that every time we talk about the children's <laughs> chit-chat. That's the rule. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, you, you, you've been hearing from me all day about how much chocolate I've said I had over the uh, the Easter weekend just gone. Um, but, you know, I see this look in your eyes when I bring this up, which suggests to me that you're visualising an amount of chocolate that I might have eaten that is considerably less than the amount I actually ate. It's hard for me to comprehend. You know when you start to get to really big numbers? <laughs> when you start to talk about the size of the universe, you yeah. say, yeah, Mars is a really long way away. <laughs> yes. But you don't know how far <laughs> until you kind of get some perspective. Absolutely. So you asked me before the show, you said, could you sit down for about half an hour? And it did take half an hour. And just think back through the weekend just gone and can maybe write up a log of the, the chocolate you had, the eggs you had over the weekend. Now, are you confident that you remembered every instance you had Easter eggs. No, I'm not. Uh, so I, some might have got through the net. It's possible there are a few here I missed. These were the, the memorable ones, at least. Um, but I, I, look, I will read this out to you. It is two pages long. Um, Double lined? Uh, sure. <laughs> well, I'll show so it to you What's the now. line spacing like? Um, it's uh, it's pretty you... well spaced okay. out, yes. But, but still two pages long. Um, do you want me to just give you the times and what I ate, or... 
Who gave me that chocolate? The backstory. I don't need the backstory. I just need the time. Okay, because most when of them you were, ate it, most of them were I bought it myself, so that wouldn't have been good anyway. Um, all right, you ready to get started with this? Hit it. It's going to take a while, so just brace in. This will be great radio. Uh, Friday, six thirty, six thirty p.m. I had a large Cadbury Easter bunny. Okay, you lasted really? all of Friday before you got into it. <laughs> I did, which is uh, I was impressed with that. Saturday, and what do you mean you had a large chocolate? By the way, just so yes. every time you mention a chocolate, you ate it in that sitting. Yes. Okay. Uh, and don't interrupt because we don't have time for that. Okay, go on. <laughs> so Friday, six thirty, large Cadbury Easter bunny. Saturday, two fifteen p.m. Uh, three medium-sized crunchy eggs. Mm-hmm. Saturday, four p.m. Twelve small crunchy eggs. Saturday, five p.m. Maxi-sized Kinder Surprise eggs. <gasps> the good day Friday. Saturday, Saturday 9 p.m. Six medium-sized Cadbury eggs. What's medium-sized? Uh, the ones shaped, uh, sized the, like a chicken eggs. Okay. A chicken egg. Sorry. Six of them. Six of them, yeah. That, that was Saturday. Yep. Um, Sunday. Here we go. <laughs> 5 a.m. <laughs> what? <laughs> One medium-sized Easter Bunny. <laughs> that went a little bit there. Sunday, 11 a.m. <laughs> Two uh, medium-sized Kinder Surprise Bunnies. Yep. Sunday, midday. One more large Kinder Surprise Bunny. <laughs> Sunday, 8 p.m. And I'm not proud of it from here. <laughs> Sunday, 8 p.m. Three large Cadbury eggs. Oh, One... Sorry, can I just ask, were you yep. proud up to this point? <laughs> Comparatively. Okay, yeah. Sunday at 8 p.m. Three large Cadbury eggs. One large Cadbury Bunny. Two maxi-sized Kinder Surprise eggs, three normal-sized Kinder Surprises. Is that in one sitting? <laughs> That's in one sitting. It was a smorgasbord. It was a buffet. If Kinder Surprises were actual animals, <laughs> you would have made them extinct this weekend. <laughs> uh, Monday, 2 p.m. One large Humpty Dumpty egg. That snuck in there. Great egg. <laughs> Six medium-sized Cadbury eggs. Three medium-sized Kinder Surprise bunnies. Two massive crunchy eggs. Tuesday, today, 5 p.m., one maxi-sized Cadbury bunny, one medium-sized Kinder Surprise egg, three medium-sized Cadbury eggs, and then for good measure, I bought another Cadbury bunny on the way in because it was for $2.50 at Coles. Wow. Well. Yep. <laughs> do you have any grand totals there? Uh, uh, oh, uh, that's a good question, actually. Uh, look, having a quick look through. If you haven't guess, done the math, then I don't encourage you to do I would it have had. Uh, I would have had at least 30 medium-sized eggs, so the chicken egg-sized, yep. at least 10 of the massive ones. At least 15 full-size Easter bunnies. And how does that compare um, to uh, usual intake? We've had a good year. <laughs> it's been a big year, hasn't if, it? If this is the AGM, the director <laughs> would say to the company, what a boom of a year we've had, See, guys. that's funny that you think of it like that, because I think of it as climate change. <laughs> Where we're in a room and they're going, man, this year wasn't a good one. It's a concern. <laughs> Anyway, so I need to basically exercise for the next two months straight <laughs> to burn that off. Uh, that is all we've got time for tonight. If you want to hear the whole thing back, search for Collecting Down on iTunes. You can grab the podcast there. We'll see you tomorrow from 10 p.m. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.